0: Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On tap this week, I've got the current FCSI worldwide president and the immediate past chair of FCSI the Americas. He's one of the OGs for food service consultants, a great travel partner, and loves his Caprehanas. He's the only person in FCSI history to become FCSI worldwide president twice. Please welcome Mr. Bill Caruso. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the show. How are
1: you, Wade? Good to be here.
0: I'm good. Now, I don't know if you knew that, but you are the only person to ever be FCSI president twice. I did not know that, but that's a very interesting
1: statistic.
0: I actually contacted Nick and we did as much research as we could find and we don't see anybody that's ever repeated throughout the history of FCSI. Now, we don't know about FFCS and, and some of the other associations that were merged back then, but since FCSI, you are the first person. So I don't know what that's going to do to your initials after your name, because <laughs> I don't know if we do PP squared in the, you know, in the parentheses afterwards or what we're going to do, but, but, uh, it's a big deal. Um, it's well-deserved. Uh, you know, you've been around a very long time with FCSI. Uh, but as you and I've had many conversations, over the years and when you came back to being on the board the one thing that i love about you is you you bring about a fresh perspective even though this is your second time around it's not about well this is what we did in the past and everything it's always been about what's best for the association and what can i do to help and Hey, here's an idea that might work. It may not work, but you're always willing to listen and always give new ideas and not just sit around and take the title for granted. So I appreciate that. I know everybody else does too. You're welcome. Hey, so to get these things started, we always like to get into people's backgrounds and learn a bit of, little bit of history about them. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got started in the hospitality industry and what led you uh, to becoming a food service consultant of all things.
1: Well it goes back a long long way. I uh, growing up in, on the East Coast. I grew up in a little town by the name of Summit, New Jersey and my uh my father had two brothers and they were one of the first independent grocers uh right after World War 1. They got into the grocery business and uh and my father worked with them and after he uh came out of the Second World War, he got into the restaurant business. So, between working with my uncles who were Really tough taskmasters, and my dad uh, in in his restaurant businesses, I learned the uh, learned the industry at an early age, so to speak, and uh, liked it so much that I wanted to continue on and went uh, went to school uh, at Cornell for hotel administration, hotel and restaurant administration. That's how that all sort of fell out.
0: So then you graduate from Cornell. Do you become a food service consultant right away, or do you have another career before you actually become a consultant?
1: No, there was a little conflict called Vietnam going on at the time, so I uh, spent a little bit of time in the army, and uh, then I went back to graduate school. I got an MBA uh, in international business, and uh, and and uh, about right before the end of the second year, uh, it must have been a a semester before I graduated. Uh, I saw this interesting post from a firm by the name of Harley Little Associates in okay. Toronto, uh, and it was uh, it, it was uh, they were looking for a consultant, an entry level consultant, to join their firm, a rapidly growing firm at the time in the very early seventies okay. in Canada. They only had one office at the time in Toronto.
0: So you get into that what, what was what was your specialties back then or were they just involved with anything they could get involved with at that point as consultants
1: Well yeah you know that's that's interesting because um they got involved they were, they were both into management advisory services and food service design which was unusual yeah. very unusual in those days you got to think 1973 74 uh, uh, either you were either a design consultant or you're an MAS consultant in those days right. for the most part.
0: Right. But
1: Keith Little, who was uh, Jim Little's dad and generally known as the father of food service consulting in Canada, yeah, was heavy into design. And Jim and his partner, Doug Harley, were uh, they were a combination, Jim and design, Doug and MAS. Interestingly enough, though, Wade, they brought me up to Canada primarily working on management advisory services because really? I couldn't draw a straight line at all. <laughs> and I didn't even know what food
0: service design was quite frankly, even though Cornell had courses in it, yeah. but uh, yeah. that's how
1: it all started.
0: So then you become a food service. Uh, you're, you're a consultant, obviously. How do you get into design? Cause obviously you're very well known now as a designer. So how did you get into that? Or, or did they just throw you into the fire and say, Hey, Bill, guess what? <laughs> That's exactly what
1: happened. They were so so busy at the time that, and and by the way, I didn't start, I didn't move right to Toronto. I uh, I couldn't get into Canada. I needed landed immigrant status. So literally, I worked with Jim and Keith from the United States for a year until I could get my papers organized. So they had me working on a lot of management advisory projects, but it wasn't until I got to Canada in very early 1974 that uh, both Keith and Jim approached me yeah. and said, look, we, we need some help desperately on the design side. We're going to teach you some things about what this design business is, and then we're going to throw you into it. And sure enough, uh, about a three-month crash course, and all of a sudden, I was a project manager. So I learned on the fly from that point.
0: That's not a bad crash course, considering you've made one heck of a career out of it. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good one, I'd say. So what year did you start your own firm then with Caruso and Associates?
1: It was 19, May of 1987. That's a story unto itself. I always get a lot of laughs. People will fall off their bar stools when I tell them the story. But it was like uh, uh, I left the firm and uh, basically started working in the basement of my home with an old desk and one of those dial phones. At any rate, I was two weeks, literally two weeks from total bankruptcy. I was eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I had a family to support, a mortgage, etc. And I, I had said uh, to, to my family, if something doesn't happen here in a couple of weeks, uh, I got to find another job and we're moving. Yeah. yeah. And literally I got a call and that call was ultimately from the Boston Red Sox. And I went to Boston and had no money. I used my last uh, mileage that I had. I live. I lived in the uh, boiler room of the Harvard Club because one of my college uh, uh, buddies uh, ran the Harvard Club but didn't have any room for me. And it was either get that job or go bust. And Wade, that was my very first project, the renovation of Fenway Park wow. in 1987.
0: Wow, that's a great, great story. And and obviously that started a a firm that essentially became – worldwide known for sports venues. Um, And I know that, uh, you know, I, 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 earlier this uh, season, I talked to um, Harry shield crowd as well. Good friend of yours. And uh, you know, both of you are very well known globally on the uh, arena and uh, stadiums and convention centers and such. Um, What are some of the, you know, you've both, well, especially you, you've done so many, projects over the years too many to try to get into it but is there maybe like maybe the top five venues that maybe you're the most proud of or were the most unique that you did yeah that's a very
1: good question um certainly i think that the fenway park project which won an award from restaurants and institutions magazine and my our very first has a very soft spot for me yeah. uh in, you know in the annals of uh the yeah. portfolio, so to speak, absolutely. Um, the other one, uh, another one that was very important to us was the new the, the new campus for New York University in Abu Dhabi. Uh, we worked with a, a consortium of really well known architects from throughout the world, uh, general contractors from England, and that was a that was a major major prog- prog- uh, project because of the number of cuisines. Uh, the logistics, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I worked on three Olympic games and they're, they're all similar. Montreal, uh, seven, which was in the, uh, actually that was with uh, Jim's firm in the 70s. Yeah. But also um, I worked on Lake Placid, uh, worked uh, a little bit in, in Calgary. Uh, so they were all very important. And uh, one project that I think you already talked to Steve Young about when he was on, and on ONTAP, That's a Singapore general hospital, which was very, very unique in
0: Singapore. Those are highlight jobs. Very good. Very good. Well, speaking of Steve Young, uh, as I asked him last uh, season, you know, you had Caruso and Associates for many, many years, obviously. And in the last year, you were able to finally kind of walk away and retire. um, And now it's Young Caruso uh, with Michael Caruso and Steve Young being the partners. So... Now that you've kind of semi-retired or retired from the firm you created and ran for those number of years, how has life changed for you, Bill, over the last 12 months?
1: Well, obviously, um, very interesting situation with uh, timing, I guess, because it wasn't a month or two after I literally gave the over the reins to Steve and Michael that the pandemic hit. Yeah. And, and I, I remember the last day I left the office saying to them, well, I'll see you soon. And uh, you know, I never returned to the office because the pandemic hit. And so that became a very interesting uh, change. When you think of the fact that uh, I was on an airliner for 150,000 average miles a year for 40 some years, and then to go to zero overnight, that's obviously a change. Yeah. And I I have a hard enough time (laughs) doing emails but to literally get on the <laughs> zoom and and do things like that was a major accomplishment for a guy who's not too IT organized here <laughs> but literally I I learned it and uh, I became uh, kind of proficient in it and uh, for the next year I'd help transition the company yeah. on zoom into uh, you know where it is today so yeah. to speak so but but I keep active uh, I do a lot of different things. Um, I still, obviously, I've devoted more time now to the worldwide presidency because I have the time, right? And uh, and I try to keep in touch, obviously, with the TAD division as past yeah. chair, et
0: cetera. What's one thing about uh, William Caruso that no one would ever guess when they meet you?
1: You know, I guess one of the unique things that very few people know that I that I really love to do, and and that's kind of unique for a guy my age, is that. I'm, a st- I'm still an old rock and roller, yeah. and as you know, uh, I still play. I used to play in a touring band in the 60s. I played rhythm guitar, and uh, that's a whole different chapter of my life. And <laughs> So today I still play a number of gigs and, uh, every year, and uh, I always enjoy the NAFM gigs when I'm yeah. there, and, uh, but, but I don't think a lot of people know about that history yeah. uh, in my life.
0: You obviously, I know you've kept in touch with Cornell over the years, and and, um, you've you've mentored a lot of consultants throughout the years. What's one piece of advice you'd give to either somebody coming out of hospitality school, or maybe somebody thinking of doing a career change into becoming a food service consultant? What's one or two pieces of advice you'd give to them about being a food service consultant?
1: I strongly believe that uh, you know our motto of we share, we support that's a key concern and, and i would and it's a, it's a it's a real requirement in today's business and the society stands for that and you know there was a time when we as a society at the merge of ISFSC and FFES did not always think this way yeah. but any young person i would say learn be a sponge share support your colleagues and think big don't think small I learned that from Jim Little many, many years ago when he started expanding his company. Make it exciting. Make it a worldwide experience. Uh, I enjoyed traveling the world for many years and taking risks and doing it. But that's the wonderful part of this business, that we have that flexibility. And young people don't understand that. They think it's a tedious you know, uh you know, rough ins and other things that you're doing, but you can make it whatever you want to make it. Right. We're that flexible. And in this business is a bunch of great people, fun people, and a wonderful worldwide family.
0: uh well said. Well said. Well hey, that's all the formal questions I've got for you, but as a uh uh avid watcher of season one I know that you know that I don't end on those notes. I kind of have some fun questions to end these interviews. So I've got a few of them I've come up with new for season two. Uh, so we'll just dive right into those and see uh, what's behind that ticker that makes Bill Caruso unique. Um, the first one is, what's your favorite breakfast cereal?
1: Oh, I would say Cheerios.
0: And is, is that different than when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, when I was a kid, I liked oatmeal, but I've become to dislike oatmeal as I got (laughs) older.
0: Fancy restaurant or local dive? Local dive all the way. What's one vice that you can't seem to part with? My tequila drinking. Uh, Puppies or kittens? Puppies. Do you sing in the shower? Sometimes. Is there a go-to song or a go-to genre? Uh, ACDC, a little bit of Clapton. Live on a moon base or live on a Mars base? Live on a Mars base. If you were given $1,000 to spend on your closest friend, what would you get them? A round trip ticket to somewhere exotic. Good one. Uh, Are you more of a spontaneous person or a planner? Spontaneous. If you were in charge of the office vending machine, what three items are must-haves to be in the machine? Diet Coke, three Musketeers, and those
1: mini donuts.
0: (laughs) This is why you and I get along so well. Seriously. I, I don't think I could choose three different ones myself, actually. Um, <laughs> no wonder we got along so well traveling together so many years. Uh, are you a morning person or a night owl? Night owl. That goes back to my
1: old days playing rock and roll. Night owl all the yeah. way.
0: Uh, soft tacos or crunchy tacos? Soft. Uh, what's a guilty pleasure snack? A hot apple turnover. Ooh, okay. Cookies or brownies? Brownies. Are you a day planner type of guy or a digital calendar type of guy now? Day planner. All right. And the last one I've got for you is if humans came with a warning label, what would the warning label say that you wear?
1: Don't give him rock and roll music and beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Well, Bill, thanks so much. Uh, Tell people how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to talk to you more.
1: Well, just, uh, you know, give me a, a yell on my email, which is billcaruso at net, And I'm always here and I'll always talk to you or pick up the phone and give me a call. And uh, would love to hear from anybody and everybody. And it's good talking to you, Wade. It. And it's good talking to everybody who's looking in and watching this. Uh, appreciate it. And thanks for being uh, you know, uh, uh, who you are, Wade, and also thank you all for uh, being a member of FCSI worldwide.
0: Well, that wraps up this edition of ONTAP, presented by FCSI The Americas. A huge thank you to Bill for joining us today. Uh, FCSI couldn't exist and wouldn't exist without members like you. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts and to turn on notifications so you don't miss out on any future episodes. But until then, cheers.